Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 4040 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host and your friend Ishu Singh. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, this podcast is all about business and everything about business. If you're just starting out, is this a podcast for you? Yes. If you're running a scaled company and you're thinking, is this podcast right for you? Yes, it is. If you are running a company, you want to scale it to the next level. Is this the podcast right for you? Yes, indeed. I mentioned this thing before as well. Why the name starting to know? Is this only for the people who are just starting out? No, this is for anyone and everyone who wants to learn about the business. Why? Because you cannot learn everything about anything. It's, it's a continuous process. It's never ending thing business world specifically you think that you know everything next day there is something new so you're always learning something and that's why the name starting to know because you're always starting to know something new especially in this podcast if you are a repeat listener and you're listening to this podcast for the second third fourth fifth sixth seventh fortieth time then thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode as well. If you have missed the opportunity to visit startingtoknow.com, the evolution of the the next step of this podcast, and that is the online magazine, startingtoknow.com. Go there. We just recently been featured on uh, hackernoon.com, and uh, I was featured on Influensive dot com as well so things are happening starting to know is happening so you should get some time and have a look there read some of the stuff that we have it there for you it's going to be really really beneficial because the time that we are spending is it's tremendous in order to bring the value in the content and the whole design of the magazine And if you will like it, and if you want to get in touch with me, you can visit my website as well, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H, issuesing.com. You can go there, email me, and get in touch with me if you want to do so. In today's episode, I have Vane with me. Vane is the founder of Ugly Mug Marketing. He's having more than a decade of experience the amount of knowledge he brings to the table is amazing it's beyond the words you are going to learn a lot and there are going to be few things that you might be just starting to know right (laughs) so don't miss this opportunity listen to this episode and if you feel that some value has been delivered to you in this whole conversation that I'm going to right now have with Wayne, get in touch with Wayne. Or if you feel that you want to get in touch with me, you know the place. So without further ado, now let's welcome Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Welcome to the pod. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome here. Let's start from the first question. Like, What is Ugly Mug Marketing? Sure. Yeah, we are basically a full-service marketing agency. Um, 
we specialize kind of in three core buckets, if you will. Uh, that first bucket would be website design. So we build custom websites from scratch. The next bucket would be social media marketing. Um, our two areas of expertise there would be Facebook and Instagram are our two primary. And then we also do what we would call results-based marketing. And that's any other form of marketing. It could be social media, but it could also be television, radio, billboards, um, direct mail. It could be anything that would drive results for our clients. Wayne, how long have you been running this agency? So Ugly Mug officially uh, has been around for 12 and a half years. Uh, my background runs a little bit longer than that in marketing, mm -hmm. but the agency itself, 12 and a half years. Cool, cool. So you, you just mentioned like results, conversion, ROI, or slash results are important in any business. And I feel that, of course, pressure is double when you're running an agency where you have to bring the results for other businesses, isn't it? <laughs> you, yeah, you're absolutely spot on issue. It's, yeah. it, it is our responsibility um, to deliver whatever those results may be for them. And, you know, we work primarily with two different types of clients, clients who are struggling and they turn to us to help get them back on the right path, help get them to a certain level of success. Or we work with clients who have reached a certain level of success and they are now ready to scale it, to take it to that next level. And, you know, what we like to say is that, you know, give us two months and within two months, you as a client and we will know if it's going to work out. Um, we don't want people to stay in long-term contracts. We don't want to force people to keep, you know, paying us for uh, what we would call vanity metrics. So we're all about results for our clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Wayne, like, usually you start with two months contract, like around that small number of months, and then you scale up from there. Yeah. What's, what's interesting issue is we actually don't technically have contracts for our marketing clients. Um, mm -hmm. We ask that they give us two months. Um, you know, because it does take some time. We have to learn about their business, learn about the industry. We have to uh, put things up, test things. Um, so it takes a little bit of time to make that happen. But our goal, our goal is always that if we can quickly get our clients um, additional business in the amount that covers our fee, covers our expense, then they will stay a client of ours indefinitely, right? The sooner we can show them that the money they're spending with us produces or brings back a positive ROI. Um, we know that they're going to stay with us for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've been noticing like conversion tactics for quite some time now. Like, um, is there like, or are there any tips that you can share with us? Sure. Absolutely. What I would say issue is that for most people, when they start thinking about marketing, um, they get overwhelmed very quickly. Marketing becomes this complex thing with a million or a thousand different possibilities of things they could do or should do or might do. And what we really like to do is boil it down to some very basics. So when you think about marketing, marketing is really, you know, the entire reason marketing exists is to make having to convince or make having to sell someone unnecessary. In other words, when your marketing is working well, you don't have to convince and persuade with a salesperson or salespeople, um, you know, when you, when they come to buy your product. And so what we like to do is we say, okay, first of all, the first group out there that exists when you look at marketing would be strangers. So those are 
anybody out there in the world who you believe could be a good fit for your product or service. So this would be based on, you know, kind of some customer avatar work. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what we then do is say, okay, your first goal, the first goal of any marketing is to convert those strangers into friends. And a friend is just simply someone who knows about you, your product, your service, your brand, and they like you, right? So once you convert strangers into friends, then the next step is just simply, you've got to convert those friends into customers. And the big element in moving between friends and customers is the word trust. Trust is at the core of that transition. Mm-hmm. 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 So basically you are saying that doesn't matter like what kind of industry you are in or what kind of business you are doing. Uh, like if you are targeting someone new, know that person first, like from that customer avatar exercise, and then try to build that trust relationship. Then you can sell anything if you want, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we love to, we love to use this analogy that you should know your prospective customer so well that you could write a page from their journal. In other words, they wake up in the morning, they're wiping the sleep from their eyes, they're stumbling over to their desk, they're going to sit down and write in their journal, and they open it up, and today's page is already filled out. And that page is written in such a way that they can't remember if they wrote that or not. Like, it seems so realistic to them. That is how well you and I need to know our customers, need to know our prospective customers. We need to know their desires. We need to know their fears. We need to know what wakes them up in the middle of the night, why they're worried. We need to know where they hang out, what their hobbies are. You know, it's much more than just this superficial um, kind of high level knowing your customers. It's really about diving into their pain points and the things that drive and motivate them. Oh man, that that was awesome. Like the journal thing that you just mentioned. Wow. Okay. Okay. I never, yeah. never thought about this thing before. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> according to you, like, uh, Bain, according to you, what converts better? Like, it's that beautiful or ugly or the story behind the creation? Yeah. Issue. I, I, what I would say, the answer, the way I would answer that is this. Um, we are agnostic to the actual thing that gets the conversion, right? We don't care if it's beautiful. We don't care if it's ugly. We don't care if it's short copy. We don't care if it's long copy. We don't care if it's been on the latest and greatest, you know, new social platform, or if it's on the original social platform, MySpace. Mm -hmm. We don't care. Like we're agnostic to all of those things. The only thing that matters to us are the conversion metrics. In other words, what is it costing us to move someone from a stranger to a friend, and then what is it costing us to move those friends and convert them into paying customers where they're you know, pulling out their wallet and handing over their money? Those are the two conversion metrics that are the centerpiece of all of your initial marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This is, this is interesting. And so now I'm going to move forward with related question that is coming in my mind, like, Traffic generation is hard in the ocean of websites. Like nowadays, like there's tons of websites already on Google. Like if you go like thousands, millions. Uh, so traffic generation is hard. Traffic conversion is even harder. Uh, that's what I've seen so far. Is being unique 
um, the way to hold someone and convert them. But again, like uh, next question would be like, what is unique, right? Uh, in today's time, everything is already existing. Like you try to be innovative or creative, like there is going to be always some kind of similarity already there into the market. So what do you think like conversion tactic that can be used? Like, is that being unique or doing something different? In other words? Yeah, so yeah, issue. I, I completely hear where you're coming from. And the answer is you have to differentiate. You have to stand out from your competitors. If you don't stand out, you will fail, right? There's, there's no way if you blend in, you're going to be ignored. You're going to be walked past and they're going to hand their money to someone else. So you have to stand out. And really where I believe this begins is we have to, number one, look around and say, okay, what is it that our competitors doing? What are they saying? What are they showing? How are they showing up for this particular audience? You know, so for, for whatever that audience that we're going after, our customer avatar, how are our competitors showing up for them? And then the next part of that would be, how can we show up differently? How can we stand out from that crowd? So if you don't mind, I'll give you just a couple of quick mm -hmm. examples. Sure. So in, in the world that we live in, so the marketing agency world, um, email newsletters are fairly popular, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of agencies put out, you know, weekly tips or they put out monthly tips or they put out, you know, a series of X, Y, and Z. Um, and so we also have things we love to share. We have things we want to share, things that could be beneficial to our audience. But instead of blending into an inbox, instead of, you know, ending up in the spam folder, ending up in the, uh, the I'll read it later pile that never gets read later, mm -hmm. what we decided to do was to take our content and put it into a physical printed newspaper. So every couple of months, we print these actual full-size tabloid-sized newspapers, and then we mail them out to prospects. We mail them out to clients. We mail them out to friends of ours. Um, so these are tangible things going out. And, you know, I don't, I don't know about you issue, but around here, there aren't too many newspapers that arrive at people's houses or arrive in their mailboxes anymore. Mm. Right. So when this big thing arrives in their mailbox, it immediately stands out. Now, standing out is great. Standing out is good, but that's not enough. Right. So if, mm. if we stood out by sending this newspaper into people's mailboxes, that's that's step one. But if the content, what is being said in there isn't worth their time and attention, the next time that arrives in their box, mm -hmm. will they look at it? They might. They might open it up to see if it maybe is better than the last one. But you've got one or two shots, right? So you get them to open it. If the content's no good, going in the trash. The next time they open it, content's no good, going in the trash. The third time you send it, yes, they're going to still notice it because it's big, but they're not even going to pay attention to it, right? They're not going to open it. So that's just one example of, of how we have looked around and said, okay, what, what's everybody in our industry doing? And then how do we do the same thing, but differently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, this is beautiful. Why? Because I think like the physical touch of the things are going away because we are trying to be digital in everywhere, in every case. So I think that the physical, that that sense, the physical sense that you're bringing in the marketing, I think th this is really great. If someone is going to do the same activity with me, I, I'm definitely, I'm going to give attention to that company. So I'm going to give you one example. So 
here um, I forgot the name of that realtor here um, that person actually wrote down a letter um, by hand like it was not typed so it was written manually by hand so and I I don't think so like he did the writing for all maybe thousand or ten thousand mails that he would have sent but I'm saying that he he might have photocopied the first one but I'm saying that with the, once I opened the first one uh, it was an amazing feeling for me that okay person has actually written down a letter manually it was that the sense was different right. now like after that first mail uh, other realtors uh, started doing the same thing but I'm saying like the initial one when it actually started it was it was a different feeling for me and uh, I I know that from where you're coming in it's it's great yeah, no, I love that story. And then what, what you're saying um, illustrates, though, how we often end up in the wrong spot. So in other words, you said that one realtor did that the first time, right? They hand wrote that. Mm-hmm. And then other people started copying what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, we are very guilty of that same thing. We look around and we find someone who we believe to be successful in our industry or you know similar business to us. And we look at what they're doing and we begin copying, right? What they're doing. And when we do that, what we're doing is we're confusing the assets that they're building with the actions that they're taking. And that's a very dangerous and slippery slope once we get on that. So in other words, we're we're going around just copying what they're doing. We're copying their actions, but we're ignoring the underlying asset that they're building with that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I see from where you're coming. Okay. I got it. So do you think like, okay, uh, after doing these kind of exercises, like after maybe via digital marketing purely or a combination of digital and phys- physical marketing, um, someone actually started like looking for me if I'm having some kind of business. So um, if the person came onto my website um, and actually started looking for me and there there might be some kind of turn off for that customer and the customer did not convert for the first time or maybe second third time do you know like any common reasons like why why the website might not be converting for any business not not mine but anyone's as well like just an example main common reason and not dependent on any industry specifically Sure, absolutely. Would you would you mind if I just walk through just a, yeah. a quick kind of analogy here? Sure. I've given you several things. Sure. Um, so we, you know, over the years we've built now, I believe, uh, somewhere between six and seven hundred custom websites. So these are not built on templates. These are literally built, you know, starting with uh, a pen and paper or pencil and paper. Uh, they're sketched out, and then they're they from there we go into Photoshop and we lay them out, and then they get cut up. So these are. You know, these are not just we go find the template and change the colors. Um, and what we've learned over the years is that most people end up making the same mistakes over and over with their websites, meaning they copy what everyone else is doing. And once you take a bad copy initially, right, you copy something that's not that great initially. Yeah, it may look good, but as you just said, it doesn't convert well. Um, what happens is you end up with a bunch of websites out there that all look great, but don't convert. So here is the way we structure this or the way we frame this up to explain it to people. If you would think of 3.53 p.m., so like the time, 3.53 p.m. Mm-hmm. So 
the very first three of the 3.53 p.m. is this, you've got three seconds to make a great impression on your website. If you don't capture their attention in three seconds, they are gone. You know, the old adage is people surf the internet. Well, the reality is that people don't surf the internet, they bounce the internet. Internet. They hop around from site to site to site, right? The back button is always right there or the swipe back is always right at their fingertips. So you've got three seconds. So you better make sure you know your avatar so well that you can have something there that speaks to them within those three seconds, which isn't a very long time. Um, the next, so that's the three, the five in 353. The five is what we call the critical five. And this is why most websites don't convert. They ignore these critical five questions. Question number one is who's here? So who is on this specific page on our website? Now that can vary from page to page, meaning a person that lands on your homepage is a different person than on the about page. And that person that's on the about page is a different person than the person on your contact page or your checkout page. And what I mean by that is, yes, they can literally physically be a different person, but they also can be mentally a different person, right? So when the person lands on your homepage, they're in a different framework. They're there to maybe examine and explore if you're a good fit. When they're on your about page, they're diving into your culture, your principles, what you stand for, what you stand against. It's a different mindset. When they're on the checkout page, obviously a different mindset. So question one, who's here? Question two, what do we want them to do on this specific page? Again, you're going to ask this about every page of your website. Who's here? Next question, what do we want them to do? Third question, how do we want them to do it? Do we want them to click? Do we want them to call? Do we want them to fill out the form? What do we want them to do? Um, the next one is when do we want them to take that action? So when is it? Is it something that's coming in the future we want them to take action on? Is it today? Is it right now? When is it? And the fifth one, the fifth question of the critical five is why should they take the action that we want them to take? Not from our perspective, right? We all love our products. We love our services. We love our businesses. But why should they? Why should they take the action we want them to take? So are you with me so far on the three? Yeah, yeah, I'm a hundred percent. Like this is amazing information. Yeah, please, please go ahead. Okay, great. So I'll, I'll wrap these up quickly. Um, so the three and the five, and then the next three in the three fifty three, is simply this: that any designer who goes to school to learn design, they're going to learn about the three C's of design, and those three C's are simply this: you have contrast, composition and content. Those are the three core C's of any design. Doesn't matter if it's web design, graphic design, any design, they're going to learn these three C's. Now, for a designer, we're talking about web here, for a web designer, the fun things to play around with are the contrast and the composition. So I'll briefly tell you what those are. So mm -hmm. the composition is literally just the structure or the layout of the pages that are being designed. It's the way they're composed, the composition. The contrast would be the, the colors, the, the elements that, um, you know, the background patterns and things like that, that add the contrast to that. And then the very last C is the content. Now, as you and I know, as marketers, the most important thing is the actual content. It's the message that we're communicating. 
And so where we get into trouble is when we relegate, when we turn over the authority to the designer to make those decisions for us. The most important element when you're designing a website is the content. The design should support the content, not the other way around. And I can tell you from experience, most designers start the opposite way because it's more fun, right? It's more fun to have free reign and design something cool and something that's going to win awards. So again, the, the first three was you have three seconds. The five is the critical five questions. The next one was the next three is the three C's of design. And then the PM is just simply this. The, the P is that a picture is worth a thousand words. Do not use stock photography. There are so many great photographers around now in every single city around the world. Um, have someone, if you can't take good photos, have a photographer come in and take actual photos of your products, your services, your people, your building, whatever it may be. And then the last one, the ELM, is this. A website is nothing more than a means to an end. A website, having a new website, having a great website is not going to necessarily transform your business unless it is part of your marketing system that you've intentionally put in place. Wow. This is this is another level thing that you're explaining. This is inspirational for sure. <laughs> this is amazing, man. So and so you just touched on to the the last thing was you touched on to the marketing engine kind of thing. So how is there any way to catch the root cause of the problem why the whole marketing thing is not working, whole marketing game for any particular business is not working? Like is there any any way to find out like what's going on, what's wrong here? Sure, absolutely. So it, it's a matter of, you know, I, I don't know for you or for your listeners, yeah. if you've ever been to like one of these auto repair stores, like, uh, um, you know, where you go buy car parts and things like that. If, if your check yeah. engine light comes on, you can go to one of these stores and they'll come plug this diagnostic tool in and, you know, it'll pop up some codes and then they'll take the little thing back inside the reader back inside and on their computer, they'll type in whatever those codes are. And they'll say, oh, you know, here's your issue. You've got, you know, the starters going out or the whatever is going out. Mm -hmm. And so what happens though, when we think of marketing and when we look at marketing and we, we, we think through marketing, what happens is we think marketing's not working. So let's scrap it all and let's start from scratch. So that the analogy here is that when your check engine light comes on, that doesn't mean you go throw your car away and go get another car, right? Instead, mm -hmm. you, you bring it to someone, you let them diagnose it and say, okay, no, you know, it's this minor thing here or it's this thing here. And those individual pieces and components can be either fixed or replaced. And the same is true with our marketing. When we approach marketing as this big jumbled mess of chaos and confusion, we're mm -hmm. unable to step back and diagnose and say, okay, what I realize is we're having difficulty converting strangers into friends, or we're having difficulty converting friends into customers. And so if I know these basic elements, what I can do is I can look back and say, okay, we're, where we're having people fall out of the funnel, if you will, or fall out of our marketing system is when we attempt to move them from friends to customers. So once I diagnose the problem, right? And the only way I can diagnose this problem is if I've thought through my marketing strategically, right? If I'm just grabbing the latest tactic, the latest thing a guru tells me to try, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking random things and throwing them in a pot and hoping that they all come together and make something that tastes good, like a recipe that's good. And, mm-hmm. you know, that probably is why most of the marketing that we see is so bad and so ineffective because we're just throwing a bunch of things together, shaking it up and hoping it works. Mm-hmm. But when you think just, you know, kind of linearly as someone would naturally flow through a marketing funnel, you know, first they're going to have to know about you. Next, they're going to have to like your product, your service. Then they're going to have to trust. What are they going to have to trust? One, they're going to have to trust that your company is going to deliver the product or service that, you, that you're selling. They're going to have to trust that the product or service is going to bring them more value than the money they're going to exchange for it. They're going to have to trust that you stand behind your product or service. And so this is how we begin diagnosing where the marketing isn't working. We don't just say we're not converting well. We say, okay, we're not converting well, but which step in this process, where is the fallout, right? Where are we losing people in this process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole exercise as, as far as I know, like this is not uh, like, okay, this, this is a problem where you're, you might be losing your customers or this is a problem. This is the exact problem. Like, um you you might not be seeing that that amount of conversion that you want to see it's it's a, it, i think like it's a whole exercise where you need to do analysis on each step or step of the funnel or maybe like whole marketing thing right it's not like okay you know and you can pinpoint okay this might be a problem unless and until you do the exercise completely yeah that's exactly right like for most people the the problem is you can't diagnose why it's not working because what you have right now was not put together strategically, right? Mm-hmm. It was thrown together. And so when something's not working, you can't look at it and say, okay, let's analyze the individual pieces to figure out why it's not working. Whereas if you step back and you say, okay, we're going to now approach this from a strategic perspective. We're going to now approach our marketing through the lens of the customer's journey, if you will. So in other words, from the prospects to where they pull out their wallet, we're going to linearly think through from their side of the equation. We can then make decisions that are far different than the decisions we're going to make by, you know, and again, I'm not knocking mm-hmm. the gurus. There's a lot of good gurus. I've learned a lot from, from, from them. But the problem is when we grab bits and pieces from all these different people, um, we end up with something that doesn't work well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. So you're saying if it might have worked for them, it's not like 100% chances that it's going to work for you. So it, it, it's a matter of understanding as well. Maybe their customer persona or avatar was completely different than than mine business. So like doing and thinking from a different lens as well, and just not just a copy and paste. Like it worked for them. I'm going to duplicate everything and it's going to work for me as well. Yeah, if you're going to get lucky, it might work. But uh, if you're going to go with a ana- proper analysis, the things might not work as it worked for them, Like, right? It, it differs. It's not the same for everyone. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and those, those people, those gurus that we go look and see what they're doing and they're doing so well, um, you know, what we don't take into consideration when we look at that is – the amount of work and effort that got them the results that they're now teaching you mm. how to get in a very short period of time. Um, so for, for a lot of those, those people, they've spent 
literally years and years perfecting it with their specific audience, right? Mm. And they're now attempting to teach us how to do the same thing in a very short period of time. And that's why we end up, we end up frustrated, right? We're trying mm. these things. We see them getting results. We hear their success stories, or even some of the people, you know, who, who are following their advice, taking their programs, their courses, um, you know, they showcase all their testimonials. But again, what we're not analyzing, as you pointed out issue is that, mm. you know, there's a lot that's taken place behind the scenes. They're in a different stage of business. They're in a different stage of their relationship with the customers. So all of those things are absolutely spot on. Uh, is there anything, Wayne, that you think that you want to share with the founders and entrepreneurs that you think that I'm, I might have missed? Yeah, two, two things come to mind, Issue. Mm -hmm. Number one is that if we really want to boil marketing down to its, its core and its basics, it's just simply this. You know, have every single person on your team answer these two questions every single day. And when I say everybody on your team, I literally mean have every single person from the person who answers your phone to the CEO and everyone in between, have them answer these questions. And the questions are just simply this, what have I done to attract a customer today? And what have I done to keep a customer today? And as simple as those two questions are, what I can tell you is that if you are intentional, in other words, you actually are deliberate about having people on your team answer those two questions every single day, it will radically transform all of your marketing because what it does is it shifts our focus from the day-to-day minutiae, the day-to-day -day things that, that vie for our attention in our jobs, and it helps bring us back to a marketing mindset and a marketing context. When mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm going to, so this podcast episode is going to be on repeat, even though it's going to be my voice in half of the episode, but I will be listening to your voice again uh, on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm definitely telling you. So, and uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, Wayne, like where they can get, get in touch with you. Sure issue. The, the simplest place is just our website. That is just uglymugmarketing.com. Yeah, from there, my email address is there. Our phone numbers are there. Um, you know, all of our social channels are there. So that would be the easiest place. And, you know, kind of one final thought or one thing I just want to leave people with as they, you know, as they're trying to process everything that we've just talked about and all the, you know, the, the things that you've shared and I've shared that you know, how do I fit all this in to, to everything else that's going on? Yeah. What I would say is this, consistency creates miracles. So you don't have to start tomorrow by going in and completely scrapping every single thing that you, you've already set up and created. Instead, start by taking consistent action every single day. And that consistent action over time will create miracles for you and for your company. Mm -hmm. interesting interesting Th thank you so much Wayne like it was it was all amazing things that came came from you like I loved it thank you so much for coming to the top pod this means a lot thank you so much Ashu I've greatly enjoyed our, our time together and our conversation